Hey everybody, I hope that you are having an amazing week so far. This episode will be going out on a Tuesday, so I hope that you guys have all had a wonderful weekend and we are back here with episode number six. So exciting. This is going to be our second to last episode because Ashley and I graduate soon. It seems crazy, but we have less than a month left of our undergrad. So I will let this episode do all the speaking for itself. We got a little bit of a Q&A from some of our leftover questions from the last episode. So thank you again for listening, and I hope that you love this episode. We're so excited to be back, so we're going to get into the first question right away. So Gabby, what do you think about the green economy movement? and the use of more sustainable products at the expense of creating more demand for products that we potentially don't need. So like buying new bamboo containers, but then throwing away your old plastic Tupperware, even though necessarily like that plastic Tupperware wasn't ready to be thrown out, it was still very usable. Yeah, so I feel like we kind of touched on this question in our other questions that we answered, but I feel like we do a poor job at that, like as consumers, and especially with the pressure of having like this green economy, we're always like, oh my God, I can't let somebody see me with like a plastic water bottle or with a plastic toothbrush. Um, So I think that the movement is positive in most forms because it gives us like a lot of resources and it gives you a lot of sustainability swaps. Like this morning I saw a sustainable um, dish dryer instead of getting like the plastic ones. It's like this really cool metal, Um, but I think it comes at a cost. So Your plastic one might be a little bit cheaper and it might last you for a while. And then as opposed to this new metal one, it's probably like 50 or $60. So I think there's a fine line. I think that we can definitely do better with not putting as much social pressure on people to always have like this up and coming sustainable product. Um, But I also think it's important that we spend our money wisely. Um, And instead of like cheaping out and saying, okay, this plastic one is only $7. Well, how long is it going to last you? You know, so... That's my view on that type of thing. I think there's just a fine line that we're kind of bouncing back and forth between. Yeah, and I think there's two immediate things that come to mind, which is what you said is like one, you know, it's the mentality of just because someone's using it. And I'm I'm very guilty of this, but Mm -hmm. just because someone's using a plastic water bottle or a Ziploc bag, you know, single use plastic, don't immediately judge them I am sometimes in my head I'm like oh there's better ways to do that Mm -hmm. but you know if you buy you know a carton of Ziploc bags but then all of a sudden one day you're like oh my gosh let me get this like the stasher bags the reusable bags um don't immediately just throw away those Ziploc bags either find a different way to use them so maybe use them for you know like chips or whatever and then you can rinse them out and reuse them just rinse them with cold water not hot yeah or Maybe find like a local food shelter or food pantry to donate them to if you don't want to use them yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that comes to mind is like when buying like the maybe more expensive but more sustainable and it's going to last longer product. If you're like us and you're in college or you're just on a smaller budget and you're trying to save money, feel like go to Goodwill, go to like Salvation Army. And even if you're buying plastic Tupperware from there, that's still keeping it out of landfill and you're not causing that item to be produced by purchasing it new, if that makes so sense. Oh, true. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you're thrifting. So, you're, you know, you're saving money, <laughs> helping the planet. Yeah. 
And like most local pantries, like the Warhawk Pantry takes plastic bags. Even if the box has been open, we still take the donation because you can tell if the bag is brand new or not. And like something that I thought of when you said like the whole chips in a plastic bag thing, you can just keep using that plastic bag for the same chips, especially if you're like packing a lunch for work, which like I'm sure you do when you go to your other job. But like you can just put the same chips in the same bag and then throw it in your lunchbox. Yeah, there's so many different ways to use single-use plastic um obviously you know don't treat it under hot water you know don't release all the chemicals but there are a lot of ways that they still can be used with a sustainable mindset Mm -hmm. so next question is kind of a fun one this is gonna be mostly on gabby but yeah (laughs) how did you come up with the name of your podcast and what's the meaning behind it so hopefully they know what the name is, but it's the Consciously Powerful. <laughs> um, Ashley and I were brainstorming. So during the summer, we were both still working for the office. I was in the greenhouse and at the garden. And um, Ashley came one day and we were just having like a brainstorming kind of session. And we're like, okay, should we call this like the greenhouse gals or like the green chat or something cheesy? And her and I were both just like, nah, like that's totally not who we are. And also it's not in the greenhouse. Like nine times out of 10, Ashley and I are in a different space recording every time. Um, today I'm on campus and like Ashley's at home and sometimes we're both at home. Um, so we looked up um, different synonyms for an activist and for like an environmentalist. And one of the synonyms that came up was conscious. And I really, really loved that because you don't have to be like living perfectly. And I feel like you and I always talk about this. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you should be conscious of your choices. Um, And then another word for, I think, activist was like powerful or like power. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the consciously powerful. Like you're using your conscious ability for power and for good. Um, So that's kind of how we came up with it. And it definitely couldn't have been thought of without Ashley's little list of names because she thought of like, it was like something with activism and something with environmental. And I'm like, okay, yes, but like, let's look up more. So then that's kind of how we came up with the consciously powerful. And that's what it means. Yeah. And one thing I'll add to is obviously we work for the sustainability office. The first thing that comes to people mind, people's minds is, oh, you guys grow vegetables or, oh, you want to <laughs> use a reusable water bottle. But, you know, sustainability is basically making the world better for future generations, but also current. And that doesn't just apply to one race or one gender or anything. We wanted to make sure that our name reflected, you know, we could talk about social issues and racial issues and everything under the sun that we care about. So we wanted to make sure it wasn't just like sustainability something, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. The next question kind of goes along with that. Were you nervous about starting your podcast? Yes. (laughs) I feel like it's very easy yes (laughs) there's no like long answer I think that's just a straight up yes and if you've listened to our other episodes we literally always talk about like how violently nervous we are (laughs) and like before we start recording we always are like okay like shake it out or like clear your throat a bunch of times like all this weird stuff that you'd never do if you're sitting down and having a conversation so I think that trips us up sometimes because like we wanted it to be like a we just sit down and talk but it's like definitely more than that (laughs) yeah literally um probably 10 minutes ago I was just clearing my throat and like we're on Webex like I was like gotta wiggle out the nerves and yeah yeah I I would say I agree with that we're we're still nervous to this day with you know recording and but Mm -hmm. um here's a good one 
Uh, what are the top three things you've learned while working at the office? Um, I'd say there's definitely more than three, but if I had to, like the first three that come to mind, like this is in no order of importance or anything, but I would say my first one is accountability. Um, you just need to like show up and you need to rely on other people to show up. Otherwise, like the job just a, it can't be done. And then B, it's just not fun. So if we all plan an event like this week, we're doing sustainability week, um, with our whitewater student government. If none of the other interns from our office wanted to be involved, it'd honestly be really boring and I would not look forward to like going to volunteers. So just all of us like feeling accountable and showing up is the first one. Um, second thing is probably time management. There's a lot of things that we can do. There's a lot of projects that we can be tasked with. So it's just like choosing the ones that will take the longest, getting those done and just kind of going from there. Um, and then the third thing that I've learned from this internship is the value of like having a good employer and having good employees. So like I'm sure Ashley can attest to this, but sometimes Wes doesn't even feel like a boss, like he feels like a friend. And I've yeah. really, really valued that because not only has it improved like my work environment, it's improved like my quality of work because I know that I can be transparent with Wes. You know, like some weeks I'm not feeling good, some weeks school's overbearing and I can just like go to Wes and be like, yeah, this is what's happening. And he's like, all right, let's pick up this project next week. And like to have that and to not have the stress of like, too bad, you have to put that aside, you need to get this done. Because um, I feel like in the military, that's how it is. They kind of disregard your... Um, personal needs and they're like well too bad the job has to get done um and in a sense I do value that because it kind of makes you work for something bigger than yourself but I definitely prefer um putting your needs and yourself first not all the time but just so that you can do a good job when you're doing your job you know because I don't want to come to a meeting with Ashley and be like I don't feel good I have all these other things on my mind but let's still try to push through this meeting like I think there's value in that in some spaces but not in this one so Okay, those are my three. Yeah, for for those of you who don't know, Gabby is in the Air Force. She's just not ripping on the military. Like <laughs> she she knows how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean everything you say, I literally agree with. Um, some things I'd add is, especially with like Wes being our boss. Um, truly, I have never had a boss be more like a friend to me. Um, yeah. Hmm. Choked up. I was oh like, gosh. what? Don't cry. <laughs> um, no, I'm good. Uh, we graduate in five weeks, so we're a little yeah. emotional sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just working with him in the summers, and I love our little summer cruise. Like this past year, it was mm -hmm. Gabby, Cam, Wes, and myself, and that was just genuinely some of the best times I had working in the garden with everyone. And yeah, so, you know, having a good boss um, is invaluable. He truly cares about us. Mm -hmm. I've learned that I've learned more of like the self-starter mindset where he gives me a project and I kind of run with it. And, you know, whether it's talking with other departments or other interns or just working on something to get it done, I think I've really, you know, grown with that. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing for me is um, the value of friendships with coworkers. Um, I think Gabby so and I can attest to that, you know, Cam, everyone, truly there's people I work with at the office. I'm like, you know what? I care what they're doing after we're done and we're graduated. Mm -hmm. Like, I genuinely think that that's super important. And like, if Gabby and I weren't friends, this podcast wouldn't be a thing. Right. So I think that, you know, friendship with coworkers is a huge, huge thing. And I truly value it. 
Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times like Ashley and I have been on a work call or like we have classes together. So we'll like call each other about like if we do homework together and then we end up talking for like 30 minutes about whatever, (laughs) like Ashley's boots today. We talked about like waterproofing her boots and everything. So I definitely value that too. And I think that's a great one where like the environment of the office has just let us be able to like be really good friends, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that shines through in the work we do too, especially when we do events together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think if it was a different office with, you know, just coworkers, maybe that event wouldn't been as, you know, have turned out as good. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then the next question I have before we move to Gabby asking questions is who inspires you? Uh, That's a tough one. I (laughs) definitely know I cannot answer one person at all. Like at all. I have way too many, but uh, okay, I'll make a short list. I feel like this is stressful. (laughs) Um, But I would say my parents both inspire me. Um, And I feel like, why are we feeling so emotional in this episode? But what the heck? We need to be done. Dude, yeah, it's going to be a tough next few weeks. But um, I had like a really rocky relationship with my parents when I lived at home. Um, but when I moved to college and I kind of started getting to like live my own adult life and they got to see that, I think our relationship grew much, much, much stronger. Um, and they both inspire me because they both, um, my dad is, he works in the trades, he works on cars and he works, part of my language, what he works his ass off. Like I, he is such a hard worker and that uh, like inspires me beyond words. Um, and my mom is a nurse who is getting her bachelor's degree. So I'm super proud of her. Yeah, so she's the first one in her family to have their bachelor's. Um, and to do that, you know, at 40-something years old, working with all That's these amazing. young, right? Like, how intimidating could that be to work with kids our age? And she's doing right. it, you know. So she's going to be a nurse. Um, she works as a CNA right now, and then eventually she'll be an RN. So she just works so That's hard. Awesome. Yeah, like, she works 12-hour shifts, and then she comes home and does her normal, you know, mom stuff. And I'm like, nope, after 12 hours – Like working 12 hours a day this weekend, I am just completely spent. So I'd say my parents, um, my few of my bosses in the military, um, I don't want to say their names just for privacy reasons, um, but there's two ladies who do stand out to me who are just incredible leaders. They're both mothers. Um, One of them is a woman of color who this past year, it's really taken a toll on her and she still shows up to work and is still just an amazing leader um and the other one she has three sons and so she's basically a superwoman because she can her. Do three it. sons I know and she's a nurse at um the VA which is just like not an easy job and she was on a COVID unit so she spent hours and hours away from her family and her husband's also in the military so I can't even she told me what was going on and how crazy her life was during COVID and I'm like dude you're literally a superwoman to me <laughs> and then oh I would say also people at my job so all of you guys at the office and then all of the people at my cycle bar job um I'm I think I've told everyone I'm a cycling instructor and I work with all women so it's just super inspiring every day I show up to work and I'm like these women are just like so empowering so all my jobs and just I don't know all of you guys inspire me too so that's my answer I tried to keep it short (laughs) I would say I feel like mine's gonna be very similar but um my parents obviously my dad you know, like yours, he works his butt off. They're in the middle of a huge renovation on their house that they've been mm. planning literally since probably 20 years. They've wanted to redo the kitchen in the back room. Um, you know, he works his full week, even more hours, and then he comes home 
and bust his butt on this renovation because he's doing it all himself. That's um, incredible. I know. Well, and he has like his best friend will come help out around, you know, so it's people, but it's like him doing it, not like a company. Right. My mom, she worked pretty much part time and then she was a stay at home mom for a good chunk of my life. And a couple of years ago, she started a new full time job and she's literally just like killing it. Like, that's awesome. She, her boss is um, taking her up to Oshkosh this weekend to do an interview for a candidate. And normally, like, in this company, you don't interview people until, like, like she said, the one guy's been working for 12 years, and this is only his third interview he's ever conducted. Oh, my she's gosh. She's working his job, I think, for two years now, and she's already interviewing people. Like, Good for so her. So, she just kills the game. Like, <laughs> and she's so caring, and she, like, you know, asks how we're doing, and she's just, you know, a good mom. I could then, count on, like, both my hands how many times Ashley's mom has called her while we're working just yep. to be like, how's everything? Like, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need this? So, oh, my gosh. Your parents sound incredible from what I've heard. Uh, I just – they're – yeah. I – like, I'm applying to jobs, and I'm – I realize I'm like, oh, I'd be six hours away from my parents. Like, geez, mm-hmm. like, that would be tough. Yeah. Um, but – and then, you know, of course, like, everyone at the office, like, I see how much, like – you work with all your stuff and like cam with the guard like just everyone has such a like little niche things that they're so good at it and like it inspires me to like want to learn more about that specific area Mm -hmm. um like one day I will be half as fit as Gabby (laughs) not today (laughs) whatever (laughs) in the next couple weeks but soon Uh. um and I just think it's cool in our office you really see people's passions Mm -hmm. and Everyone gets so excited for each other. Like, yeah, that's what I love. Um, also, I have to plug Jess then, too. She's like our yeah, personal Jess, cheerleader. <laughs> she so Jess is graduating in next December. year. December. Yeah, I think December yeah. or spring. Yeah. Um, she literally is honestly one of the greatest people. Like, yep. yep. <laughs> every time we have a meeting with the three of us seniors and then her, she's like, "You guys can do it. Like, you're so close. Like, you know." Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, but I don't know. The list goes on. I everyone I pretty much know inspires me in some way. I feel like yeah, like everyone that you've kept close in your life, because like all my friends inspire me too, and it's the people who I really choose. And I feel like you're so good at this too. Like you surround yourself with people who really are there, you know, to like yeah. clap for you when things are going good, and like be there for you when things aren't going the greatest. So all those people inspire me. And like right now is a tough time in our lives, so we like really need those people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of a more uplifting one, too. So what is the most exciting thing that you've learned about sustainability? That's a tough one. Um, I feel like how accessible it is, like, Mm -hmm. you know, sustainability in general. Like, I like learning about, like, watching documentaries and, like, looking at research papers. I'm a nerd like that, but I do get excited with, like, how accessible sustainability is and how easy like simple swaps can be and yes yeah and but yeah I think that's what I get most excited about because it's anyone can do it you know Mm -hmm. I think I'd have to agree too and like that living a more sustainable life can just change so much more than you think like something small and um I think the opportunities are just sort of endless with sustainability so that's something that makes me really excited is that there's always something new and people are always striving for that because they know it's the right thing to do. So I like that a lot. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I think this was my friend Helen who asked this next one. So her and I became vegetarians around the same time. And then both of us kind of went back into eating chicken every now and then in our meals. But this is a really interesting question. Kind of hard to think of, but are you going to raise your children to not eat red meat, to eat more red meat? Like just kind of what are your diet practices that you kind of want to instill? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Gabby is pretty much mainly vegetarian, eats chicken every once in a while. I, um, I cut down on the amount of meat I eat, um, especially the amount of red meat, but I still do enjoy a steak. Um, Mm -hmm. I will not lie, (laughs) but I will raise my kids to eat whatever fills their body with nutrients. Obviously red meat, we know not the best for you, but (laughs) I really want to focus on local production and supporting local farmers. Um, so I don't really want to, you know, go buy my steak from Walmart and it's from a CAFO. No. So I'd prefer to have a relationship and a friendship with a local producer who I can, you know, buy half a cow from every year. Right. Because I still want my kids that to be incorporated in their diet, but in a more, I'm using air quotes, sustainable mindset. <laughs> well, and like, I'm sure you guys can tell, but Ashley's like early 20s is like what she looks like, but at heart, she's like a 45 year old farmer. So (laughs) I feel like the fact that you hunt and the fact that you like to have that relationship anyways, like regardless of if it means like you eat better food, I think you do it, you know? So I think that's super important. And like, that's the most important part about it, you know? For those of you out there, I haven't actually like gone through and hunted, but I am one of my, couple of my good friends are like very into hunting and like, so last night at 7.30 at night, I was out looking for turkeys um, <laughs> just to try to find good land because he has to ask the landowner permission. So I'm trying to get more into like the sustainably uh, wild harvested animals too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's a very long process. <laughs> exactly. But I think my answer is probably, I don't know, it's tough because I don't know where I'm going to be at when I have children. So I don't want to like speak to future Gabby because I don't know what she'll be. Um, But I think I'd really like to stay closer to a plant-based diet um, just because heart problems run in my family. Um, So if I can do anything to prevent that and like cancer too, and obviously there's like carcinogens and bad things and almost everything we eat, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Um, But I'm also not a person to like shove my beliefs down somebody else's throat. So I think like I can give you an answer, but it's not necessarily like important to other people because I totally agree with what your answer is but then I also agree with people who um, choose to go more plant-based so I think as long as you do everything like the ethical and sustainable way to the best of your ability um, we know it's much more expensive to eat plant-based but whatever you can do within your means to make a good impact and to keep your children and yourself healthy is the right answer so yeah um, I was gonna say at the end of the day if my doctor tells me you can never you know feed your child red meat I won't like right for my kid at one point yeah exactly um I feel like my answer goes into this next question but how do you hope to implement sustainable practices and keep learning more in your daily life post-graduation oh my god this is one of my favorite things to think about so knock on wood I get a job Mm -hmm. um after graduation it's my goal to literally we'll pay off my student loans first but then save 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 because I want to purchase property And whether it has a small house on it or I build something, you know, whatever. But I really want to focus on one having like chickens and ducks and then having a small garden. 
But then one of my big things is like, you know, let's say I get 40 or 80 acres. Like if I have like a forest area, I want to make that the best habitat for, you know, turkeys to roost in, or if it's big enough for deer to come in. And if I have a little, you know, stream, I want to make sure that that's the best it can be. So I'm really like focused on conserving the land and being a steward to the land nice. um, with whatever property I hopefully get one day. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like the simple of like, you know, supporting local, it is more expensive, but you know, once it's I have a full-time it. job, that's where my money will be going because that's what I value. So yeah. Yeah. So our modern day of the Leopold over here with being a <laughs> steward of the land. <laughs> um, but also I think what you said too at the end there is like, kind of goes back to that green economy obviously the economy is sort of like a circle you know sometimes things are good sometimes they're bad and we all ultimately feel the impact of that so you know if you support your local farm your local farmer then that's going to have a positive impact and then hopefully the prices of their meat or their food can go down because they're being supported you know we're not we're not supporting big farm and like all like walmart and all these more commercial dude bad yeah so I think there's definitely positives in supporting local and those prices can ultimately go down if we all choose to support them. Um, But I think I agree with you in all of that. I really hope to have a little bit of land to grow a garden um, because I really want to grow my own produce and like do that. I think it'd be so fun. I want to get into canning. Yes. Dude, Ashley and I need to be neighbors. (laughs) Yes. Literally. We have our own garden. (laughs) Um, I know. That would be so fun. I feel like my ultimate dream, and I've never, like, spoke this out loud, but I'd love to run a CSA. I think it would be dope to just, like, run one and be able to support, like, the local economy and hopefully, like, support people in poverty and people in more underprivileged situations. Um, I'd really love to help out with that. So hopefully I'll be in the place one day where that can maybe be a reality and then um, maybe, like, a greenhouse on the side. I don't know. I think it'd be super cool. Oh my gosh. Um, but that would be so cool. You'd be so good at doing that. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Um, but I think that also you and I do a really good job at already living sustainably, and hopefully, like you said, knock on wood, we'll have jobs and we'll have more resources and more money where we can start to do those things because we know it's expensive and yeah. it's just a lot. And I don't think really we really need to dive deep into this next question because we just did. But your lifetime sustainability goal. I know we talked about a few big things, but I guess what's like one big sustainable goal? I think I pretty much said it. It's, you know, living my property, being the best it can be, being a steward of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not I'm not going to be 100% off the grid or self-sufficient ever. That's not like my end goal, but... That'd be so cool. To be at a place... Yeah, well, that would be... But to be at a place where... I can be on grid with electric, but also have my own solar energy and, you know, use rainwater. Just basically when you walk into my property, you're like, wow, what a tree hugger lives here. Like that's my goal. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. just completely sustainable mindset. Love it. I am right there with you. I think that'd be so cool. And I think one of my lifetime goals is to be like, this is crazy, but to live closer to like net zero. Um, so I'd have like an electric car. I want a Tesla. Okay. Hate me for it, but I want one. Um, I think they're so cool. Um, but that's like a techie part too. I think the technology is unreal. I don't think we've really sustainably sourced like the lithium battery quite yet and like how to charge it and everything. But I think, like you said, if we create like our own grid because we have solar power and I know there's this new thing might not be very new, but in construction where like 
you basically build like this geothermal thing where like it warms and cools your house. So in Wisconsin, it's super common because it gets really cold in the winter. Um, And then in the summer, the ground still stays cooler. So you can kind of source that cooler ground air and it air conditions your house. And then, I don't know. My dad's best friend actually had that at his house. Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I think it's just called like geothermal. (laughs) Something. It's something geothermal, I know. (laughs) But We're not yeah. construction people. <laughs> no. God, like, so, I can put together a birdhouse. Maybe that's it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But I think that's probably – our goals overlap pretty um, yeah. pretty well. But I think that's definitely it. Um, kind of a fun – I'm going to switch these questions so we can end on a good one. But do you okay. personally have a favorite piece of jewelry? I feel like Jess wrote this or Helen wrote this and they wrote it more for me because they knew. <laughs> um, well, every every couple months I get into a swing of wearing like a necklace. And the problem is these necklaces don't last. Like mm-hmm. I could literally spend $50 and they tarnish within a couple months. Um, so I do like necklaces. I'm going to save up my money and like invest in a nice one. Like, I don't even know, like gold plated. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the thing is, but I'm going to invest <laughs> in a nice one that won't tarnish. Um, but if we're considering it jewelry, my watch. Oh, yeah. That I literally said this weekend we were watching Grizzly Man, the documentary documentary movie thing, which you should go watch. It's amazing. Okay. It's about a guy who lives in Alaska in the wilderness for 13 summers, and then he gets eaten by a bear because he lives in the wilderness protecting the bears. Oh, my God. It's insane. Like, yeah, go watch it. I think it's on, like, Amazon Prime free or something. Okay. But – Basically, his arm gets chewed off. They find his arm and his watch is still connected. And at the end of it, they give it to, not, this isn't a spoiler, like, but they give it to, like, his ex-girlfriend or whatever. And I look at my roommates. I said, if I die and my arm gets chewed off by a grizzly, bury me with my watch still. Yes. Um, so it's a garment instinct. It's my one true love in life. It's the only Fair. thing I don't have commitment issues to. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my garment, my watch. Uh, I try not to laugh too much into this microphone because I hear myself back and I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, you sound so annoying. I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm like, why do I laugh? But that's hilarious. Like, that is just so true. And I've never seen you without your watch. And your tan line is pretty, pretty raunchy in the summer. (laughs) Honestly, it's, it's, I'm proud of it. Like. As you should be. As you should be. Um, My favorite piece of jewelry, and I'm going to recommend you a brand because they don't tarnish. And if they do, um, you send it back and they'll like repair it for you or send you a new one and they're super sustainable um the company is majuri um this is like my little earring i have like a cartilage piercing it's from them and then i have my doubles and i have my singles and all of my jewelry is majuri my rings my earrings um they don't tarnish and i wear them in the shower swimming sweating to oh cycle God. bar and it's so it's sterling silver on the inside but they're plated in 24 karat gold so they are expensive um a single earring is around like $40 and then you can get a pair for like 80 and up I would say but it's sustainably sourced it doesn't tarnish it is beautiful it's like yellow gold and I love gold um and they also have necklaces yeah gold's my color yeah they have necklaces bracelets ear cuffs like everything um so my gold hoops are my favorite piece of jewelry from Majiri ever I I will always have them I broke them once um 
they got tackled. And that is how my relationship started with my current boyfriend. (laughs) Um, And it broke my earring and I sent it to them and they sent me a whole new pair. So they're like super cool. You have to text me that brand. Yeah. I'm going to like go order stuff now. Yeah. I'll put the link in the show notes too, but I love them. I have, I have yet to find out something bad about them. Um, I'm always reluctant to like give a brand because I used to shop with Reformation, but they just had an issue with like racial slurs. And I'm like, well, I'm never shopping from them again. So as of right now, I've heard nothing bad about Majiri. Um, really amazing stuff. So I will recommend them at the moment. Um, but yeah, drop it in the yeah, show notes. Her, her opinion's uh, able to change. Um, <laughs> yes. As of April 12th, 2021 yep. at 1.31 p.m. That's We're what good. it is. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so the last question to kind of close out, this will be our last Q&A ever from Ashley and I because we're graduating and our next episode is probably going to feature our other two ladies from the marketing. We haven't asked them yet, but we're going to volunteer them. They're going to be in that episode. Um, So the last question is, what are we most looking forward to in the next few months? That's a very loaded question because we graduate. Well... Yeah, I I just try to look at the positives, you know, because it's very bittersweet time we're having. But I think I'm most excited for the new opportunities that are hopefully going to come my way. Yeah. Um, I think working full time in the conservation field. Um, I this sounds stupid, but like I feel like I can really impact, you know, my little corner of the world. So for whatever county I'm working for. Um, hopefully I will make relationships with relationships with landowners and, you know, hopefully implement more conservation practices and help educate and get to know people. And I'm just really excited for that aspect of everything that just, and, you know, in 60 days, it's going to be a completely different world I'm living in. Mm -hmm. So as, as nervous as I am, I'm very excited for what's to come. Yeah. And I could not agree more. And I feel like we talk about this all the time. It's just like, it's such a stressful time. And it's honestly like hard to even enjoy it right now because I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to be. And I know that people say like, you shouldn't fear the future. You should like be optimistic and hopeful. But like, you don't know until you're in that situation where like, yeah, you have your ducks in a row and you say that like, you've been planning for this, but you don't know what's going to happen. So I'm most excited too to just like, like you said, I love that you were like in your little corner of the world. So true. Like I hope that wherever I go and I'm sure wherever you go will hopefully make that impact that can just like change things for the better. Um, So I'm mostly excited for that and to get a full-time job in really anything where I can give some sort of contribution, you know, Um, and I'm excited to move to Madison um, pretty shortly here. Um, So I'm really excited to like have my own place and not have like just to be there on my own and be like, okay, this is where I live now with me and my dog, Theo. Um, It's just going to be us against the world. So I'm excited to move. And I never thought I'd be living in Madison. I honestly despised that city. I was like, it's full of a bunch of like reckless college kids and people who blah, 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 this and blah, blah, that. And like, of course, I fell in love with it. So I'm super excited to go live there. But I think that's it. It's just scary, but I think we're ready. I also should add, in case my parents are listening, um, I'm most excited to get a dog. Um, They don't think I'm serious. I am getting a dog this summer. Like, I'm going to settle in for a couple, you know, a couple weeks, a couple months, get my routine and, you know, down wherever I'm living. 
mm-hmm. then it the search begins for a dog. Yep. Like, I believe you. I'm Ashley, so <laughs> Ashley has talked about a dog since literally the minute I met her. She, like she found out I had Theo and she's like, tell me everything about him. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like my parents have, I, I got a dog in middle school and he, he was like a family dog, but I was one who trained him all that. And he's nine years old now, turning 10 in a couple months. Aww. And literally he's like, not even my dog. Like obviously I've left to go to college, but like he is just so obsessed with like my parents house he gets severe separation anxiety when he goes anywhere else so like I can't even steal him back right or like but (laughs) or bring him to visit but honestly I will say dogs are a huge responsibility that I realized it was going to be one but like not quite so I think you're if you want to go after work like you have to make sure oh I have to go let my dog out like yep yeah, and I think yeah. you'll seriously like thank yourself and feel so excited For that waiting. you're gonna be, um, that you're gonna like have the dog when you're kind of settled in. I'm so excited. <sighs> I know that's why I'm like I can't get a dog and then just like move and figure out it. Like that's too much. Yeah. All right. Well, this was very awesome. I always love doing these Q and A's, but until the next episode and our last episode tier. But we we'll talk to you guys in episode seven. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Just a disclaimer here for you guys, feel free to skip ahead a few seconds if you've heard this before, but the Sustainability Office at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater created this podcast to provide students serving internships with our office to get experience exploring sustainability-related topics in an open and free-flowing exchange of ideas and opinions. All opinions represented in this podcast by the participants, including our program hosts Ashley and I, and guests are solely our current opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions or policies of the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Participants' opinions are based upon information that they consider reliable, but the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater does not warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. As stated in previous episodes, we just want this to be an open and free-flowing and inviting environment for anyone who sits down with us or just for Ashley and I to talk about and for you guys to listen. So, We thank you ahead of time for sticking with us and for giving us the space to do this. I feel like I say this for every episode, but that one was so much fun to record. I feel like Ashley and I were both just having great days and we just got to sit down and kind of chat with each other, which obviously we always love to do. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to our past episodes. Leave us a review at theconsciouslypowerful at gmail.com. That will be in the show notes. Other than that, enjoy the rest of your week, and we can't wait to sit down with you guys one last time.